You're watching KCMI TV. Well, thank you for joining me. And um, this podcast that I want to do uh, is, boy, it's really strong in my spirit. Some of the podcasts I do, I don't have as strong an unction, but this is just something that God has really put in my spirit over the last few days. And I could not wait to just uh, get into the Word and share with you what I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. So uh, I want to talk to you about uh, temptation. And um, I'm going to take our key verse out of the book of James, chapter 1, and um, I'm going to read two verses, 14 and 15. Uh, Verse 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. In fact, I'd like to read the next verse. It says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. And the word err there literally means don't be deceived. And so um, there's a lot of uh, ideas on what temptation is. And, of course, we as human beings, we all struggle with it. But um, I was thinking the other day about temptation, and this is what I think it is in its simplest form. It's just sin knocking at the door, trying to get in. And um, of course, out of our heart flows the issues of life. And so sin is trying to get into your heart. Uh, The Bible says that we're uh, drawn away by our own desires, and that's where sin is knocking at the door. And of course, the Bible said this of Jesus. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. So you have temptation knocking at the door and you have Jesus knocking at the door because neither one can get in without your uh, permission. So uh, I want to really try to help you understand uh, how powerful temptation is. Uh, Of course, we know that um, when we feel it, it can be very, very strong. Um, I have found over time that... uh, Temptation, it obviously comes from the devil, but temptation is different for everybody. It depends on your own idiosyncrasies, your uh, proclivities, what your nature likes, and what can be a temptation to one person is not a temptation at all to somebody else. And so uh, temptation is really tailor-made from the devil to, to come after you. And... Uh, when the disciples asked Jesus, they said, Lord, uh, teach us how to pray. Uh, One of the things that Jesus included in this prayer was because he understood the seriousness of it. He said, when you pray, you pray, Lord, don't don't let us be led into temptation. Because when I read you this verse um, out of the, I read it out of the King James, but I would really like to go back and give it to you out of the NIV. It says, so then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. 
And so I want to go back to the scriptures because I'd really never seen this before. But when you uh, study the Old Testament and the New Testament, obviously they were written in other languages. And the Old Testament mostly being in Hebrew and the New Testament in Greek. Of course, you can go to the Aramaic some and get uh, definitions. But uh, when you study the scriptures, words have genders attached to them. And when you study uh, the New Testament, when it's referring to the soul, uh, the soul has the gender female attached to it. And the spirit has the gender of male attached to it. And God does this for a specific person. Uh, a reason is because the male or the spirit has to be in control over the soul realm. So your soul is your will, your mind, and your emotions. And, and this is why the scripture talks about this. He'll address the mind. It'll say, serve the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and your strength. Um, when it comes to our will, Jesus covered this well in the prayer and garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Uh, when it comes to our emotions, uh, we don't walk by fear, but we walk by faith. So everything in your soul is going to fight against your spirit. It's not going to be subservient to it. It's just not going to acquiesce and say, okay, whatever the spirit wants, I'm going to do. In fact, the Bible said the spirit is willing to be godly, but the flesh is weak it's contrary one scripture talks about he says the carnal mind or the natural mind of man your will your your emotions uh your mind all of those things uh enmity literally means hatred and so what you have is you have a soul realm that hates the spirit realm and if your spirit is not strong, you're going to live in constant civil war. This is why you have to conquer your soul, man, through the power of prayer, through the power of the word, through the power of fasting. And so um, I want to go back to this verse. It says, after desire has conceived, of course, King James calls it lust. And all it is is... Um, it's the enemy coming after you. In fact, I'm going to give you the, um, the Strong's definition of temptation is to try whether a thing can be done. So when temptation comes, the enemy is testing you. He's going to try to see whether the temptation can be effective. So he's making an effort to see whether it can be done. Uh, another great definition, I love this. This is from Wikipedia. Temptation is the desire to engage. I love this. In short-term urges for enjoyment that threaten long-term goals. Every individual that you have ever seen that has become shipwrecked, it's because they yielded to temptation. The Bible says this. It says we are drawn away from God. Uh, one scripture, the Bible, Jesus said this. He said, 
I will draw all men unto me. Well, the enemy does the same thing. He draws us unto himself through temptation. So when you begin to, to read this, and this is what I begin to see in the spirit, when the enemy comes in and begins through natural desire to tempt you, temptation that never can conceive is powerless. This is why it says, when desire has conceived. So when we start getting into conception here, we're talking about there has to be a union of two because no woman can ever make herself pregnant. It involves a male and a female. So now we go back to the scripture where you have the soul, which is feminine, and you have the spirit, which is masculine. And so it is the soul realm, that natural realm that temptation is using. Your soul begins to tempt your spirit man. Why? Because sin can never be conceived until the spirit man or the male man comes in union with your soul realm. And the moment that we as believers give in to temptation, it's not that we just do something. There's something much deeper that takes place. There is a conception and that soul realm becomes pregnant with sin. And you don't realize it, but now you have growing in you a life form that started out as temptation. This is why temptation is not a sin. Temptation in itself is not sin. But temptation given into when your spirit man through weakness acquiesces to the soul realm, which is feminine, you create a spiritual union. And out of that, there is a pregnancy that takes place in the spirit realm. And what you birth is sin in you. And I can tell you this that the devil never aborts his own babies. That's why there's such a push for abortion that's been active in the world is because the enemy is trying to abort what is God is releasing in the spirit. But when you become pregnant with sin, the devil doesn't abort it. And what happens then over time, this thing uh, begins to grow. And so... Um, the word lust that is used in the King James just simply means a desire or a longing for things that are forbidden. And this is why the Lord begins to talk about temptation. So when that thing begins to knock at, your, at the door of your heart, because that's where he has to get in, that's where your spirit man is is God gives you a new heart and you become a new creation. And now your spirit man rules your life because he has the nature of Jesus Christ. And so the only way the enemy can get sin in your life is he will tempt you. He will come and offer something to you that your natural proclivities, your natural nature likes. 
For one, it could be power. For someone else, it could be money. For somebody else, it could be an individual. For somebody, it's just pornography. Or, or for some, it's just they love to get angry. But each individual has a different weakness that the enemy will target you and begin to come in, uh, come after you. And one of the things I've learned over the years for me to be successful in Christ is I had to learn to recognize my weaknesses. Whenever a person wants to think, I don't have any weaknesses, then you go back to the scripture that says, when a man thinks he standeth, he better take heed lest he fall, because none of us are above falling. That's why the Bible says, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. You can't keep yourself from falling. The way you keep yourself from temptation is you stay prayed up. Because when you start going days and weeks without feasting with the Spirit of God, your spirit, man, becomes weak. It's the same principle in the natural. If you go days without eating, your natural body gets weak and you cannot do the things that you normally would do because you've lost your strength. Same thing in the spirit. And so the enemy will wait until you've missed some prayer times and, and you've kind of miss being in the presence of the Lord and your relationship with God has been neglected. And here's the thing, when you grow weak in the spirit, you don't know it. Because many, many times, people think because they're happy, they're strong spiritually. Not necessary. A lot of people misinterpret the blessings of God as the approval of God. The approval of God has nothing to do with blessing. And so whenever... Just because our natural man is happy doesn't mean our spirit man's happy. And joy is not an emotion. It's a position in Jesus Christ. So we can go back to the scripture because it says, when desire has conceived, desire cannot conceive unless it got pregnant. And the way it got pregnant in the spirit realm was because there had to be a male and a female come together, and that male is your spirit man that got weak, and it was enticed. But if you go back to the book of Proverbs, there's several verses that talk about, uh, watch out for an adulterous woman, because it says that her steps lead to hell. One scripture talks about, and it's very almost impossible to find your way back. And when you give in to temptation, it, it's not just a momentary failure. You have birthed something. There's something growing inside of you. And so then the scripture says this, it gives birth to sin. This is what the enemy wanted was he wanted that, that entity sin. And it says when sin is full grown. So what happens is the first time you give in to sin and that thing is, is given birth, it's not as strong. But the longer it stays there, the bigger it gets until an individual who could control alcohol is now a full-blown alcoholic on the streets and he's lost his home, his wife, his children, his ministry because that thing is full grown. Whenever sin gets full grown in your life, and I feel this is a word of the Lord to somebody, you need to be careful. This is why you go back to the scriptures in um, Matthew 26, 41, it says, Jesus said this in the garden to his disciples. He said, watch and pray. The word watch means to guard 
And he's really talking about guard your soul. Watch and pray. Why? So you will not enter into temptation for your spirit is strong, but your flesh is weak. And I love this in Luke 4, when the enemy has come against Jesus in the wilderness. And think about this, the weapon, this, boy, this is so powerful in the scriptures. The devil's trying to destroy Jesus in the, in, in the wilderness. And the Bible says that Jesus has just been anointed. He's received, he's been baptized and the Holy Ghost has set on him. And immediately the Bible says the spirit, he goes into the wilderness and the devil comes and it says it comes to tempt him. And he tempts him in his soul realm. He tempts him with food. He tempts him with pride. Uh, he tempts him with, with different things. And Jesus is resisting temptation. See, the devil could not make, he had no power over Jesus. He could not control Jesus. Why? Because Jesus had not yielded to temptation. So there was no child of sin in him. And the scripture says this, that, and when the devil had ended all temptation, why would he end temptation? Remember when I went back to the original and I said that uh, temptation means to try whether a thing can be done? The devil ended temptation in the wilderness because he realized it can't be done. Because every time he came against Jesus and he would say, turn the stones into bread or jump off the pinnacle of the temple or fall down and worship me, Jesus would just look at him and say, it is written, it is written, it is written. He used the power of the word. What is the word? The word is God manifested in the flesh. David said this, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. People that don't read the word are weak. They fall into sin, they fall into temptation, and then they wonder one day, how did I get here? It's because your spirit man got so weak, it crawled into bed with your soul and birthed the baby called sin, and now that thing is full grown. And then it ends with this, it says, and when sin is full grown, then there's another birth that takes place. And it says when sin is full grown, sin gives birth to death. What is he ultimately afterwards? When sin is full grown because your spirit man got weak and crawled into bed with desire and it conceived and brought forth sin, the purpose of sin is to destroy your spirit man. And the Bible says that when sin is fully grown, fully mature, it now gives birth to death. So what happens is, is when you no longer have control over yourself, sin gets in bed with death and births your demise. And oh, how sad it is to see how many people over the years that were once strong in God, but they did not resist temptation. When temptation comes against us, you need to understand this, it has no power over you. People say, well, I just, I got tempted. You have authority over temptation. 
That's why the Bible says, resist, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from thee. God gives you authority. And um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there hath no temptation taken you or overtaken you, this is out of King James, but such is common to men. Temptation is not uncommon. It's not unusual. It's not some strange entity. It says, but such is common to men. I love this. It says, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able or what you can handle. But with the temptation, he will also give you a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Um, one more verse it said, blessed is the man that endureth or survives temptation. For when he is tried, talking about on judgment day, when he's judged for his works, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. James 1.13 says this, For God cannot be tempted by evil, and neither will he tempt any man. So the scripture makes it very plain. Temptation does not come from the Lord. Temptation is always a desire to do something that is against the nature of God. It's against the nature of your spirit, man. So you say, well, pastor, how, how do I overcome temptation? Number one, don't open the door. Temptation is just knocking at the door. Neither Jesus or the devil can get in your heart unless you open the door. And so you have to stay in a place spiritually. Learn to know what your weakness is. If you're a man and your environment, your upbringing, your, all of those things are going to make you uh, more easily moved by certain things. Recognize it. I still do this in prayer. Lord, help me to have power over this area of my life. If you can control the weakest area of your life, you will always be victorious by the Holy Ghost. So I'll leave this with you today. Um, I hope this has helped you. Don't let the enemy get your spirit man to give in to you. you always remember this. The devil, temptation has to have, because it's female, has to have a spirit male in order to create a baby called sin. So we're not doing that. You and I are triumphant in God. Uh, I pray this has been an encouragement to you. I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.